Welcome back to Mages and Murder Dads, the best show dedicated to the games beyond Baldur's Gate. This is episode 52, and we're playing Planescape Torment. I'm Cameron, and I play the Nameless One. I'm Danny, and I played the Nameless One. Danny, why did you play the Nameless One? We finished the game today. Well, I finished the game yesterday, but yeah, I get it. I see what you're saying. I think I, you, you know, finished I it two today, two actually. I, no, I think I did it yesterday. Nah, Wait, did I? No, yeah. I did it yesterday. I did. Nah, <laughs> man, it's so interesting how that much confidence was able to make you question basic facts about what you did today. Mm -hmm. well, I was like, oh shit, did I? No, but I did do it. I, uh, I did it yesterday. Um, yeah, so we've done it in, what, seven episodes? Something like that? Yeah, Six it was about episodes? that. Uh, I, can, I can look right qu quick, but uh, why don't you tell me what's happened so far? In we, the grand plot of Planescape Torment. We are the nameless one. We woke up, and we don't know who we are. We find out that we've lost our mortality, and we've been looking around the multiverse, searching for our mortality. We've been going from, from wild character to interesting folk, searching, talking, picked up some friends along the way, and ultimately... We, you know, the, at the last installment, we found out, hey, you know, you want to know where your mortality is? Well, turns out, like, literally 15 feet away from where you started this game is the portal to get there. So, have at it. Literally. Literally. Not, not oh, you know, it's like 15 feet away. Literally. No, it's actually, they, they, made, they made an effort to make sure that the portal was actually <laughs> right where you started invisible distance mm -hmm. so when oh by the way it's eight episodes <laughs> eight episodes of uh, planescape torment but at the end of the last episode we come back to sigil what did you do when you get back to sigil because oh, i figure uh, uh, sorry to go behind the curtain a little bit here we finished it we all we have opinions you and i have not talked about this you literally just finished 20 minutes ago yes so we have, this is our raw opinion, but we're not going to get there until we talk about, you know, the plot. So if you just want real ass fresh opinions, you got to go to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting, you, letting people know. So the first thing I did when I booted up the game for this session is I went to go get, well, at first I like ran, it takes like an abnormal amount of time to run around and like rest in Sigil. Like, I had to mm -hmm. go, go to, like, an inn. So I went to the inn, and I rested, because, like, I, people were dead or whatever. And then I went to go get the bronze sphere from Farid's corpse, because there were some really helpful comments in the in our on our YouTube comments saying, hey, you need to go get that. And who am I to question the wisdom of YouTube comments? No one. No one. I, I am literally, I don't even have a name. I mean, once the White House, uh, you know, like once President Stein said, listen, my YouTube account is an apparatus of the state, you got to pay attention to the YouTube comment. Anyone can be important at that point. I mean, at this point, if you are not subscribed, if you don't like and subscribe every video that the White House uh, puts out and every uh, state of the state of the empire that Jill Stein broadcasts, you aren't even an informed citizen. No. 
you're, you, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that's illegal in Texas now, right? Not no. being an informed citizen? Yeah, that's correct. Um, so in any case, I go get that bronze sphere, and uh, then I stroll around the, the mortuary. I can get back in the mortuary very easily by just saying I need to go to a wake. Yeah, uh, so, so I also went back. I went and got the, uh, the bronze sphere. Because of the YouTube uh, comments? Because of the YouTube comments. We got multiple comments. Someone left, I think, a comment on the last two videos to be like, listen, <laughs> make sure you go get that sphere. I have a great payoff to, to the bronze sphere, by the way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but do you remember all the way back when we uh, recorded, uh, you know, like right after Farid died, mm-hmm. we talked about having a conversation with Anna. Mm-hmm. About Farid's, like, where he keeps all his treasure. Yeah. Do you remember that? We had that conversation. And I remembered that. And so when I go back to Farid, you know, his body is dead on the ground because Shadows killed him. We saw that in the uh, in the cutscene or whatever. That's right. And uh, on his body is his his crutch, remember, because he kind of had like a withered leg or, you know, he was he was uh, had a hard time walking for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Something with his leg. And so I grab his crutch and I identify it. And then I just walked around his whole zone, like that the his little throne room, until a portal opened up. Ooh. Did you do this? You didn't no. do this? I got the I got the thing, but like most items I've ever picked up in this game, it goes unidentified. So I, well, I only did it because I remember having this conversation. So uh, I go into it and I'm like, oh, this is going to be dope. This is the, this is like a thing you can only get at the end of the game. You know what I mean? Like when you mm-hmm. come back here or presumably you're only going to do this unless you, you maneuver earlier in the game. All this stuff. I go in. It's cool. It's like a, I don't know, kind of like a big indoor library, but with grass everywhere, but implying that maybe like the roof isn't there. It might be in sigil. It might not be unclear um and there's there's like bookshelves everywhere and i go and loot the bookshelves and it's all like level three spells Mm. there there is nothing of interest or worth in the entire place i I, i'm sorry i never i never used level three spells so i I didn't know whether or not level three spells was like a good thing or or i don't but yeah it's like chromatic sphere Mm. which is like fine but not what you know what i mean so and there's like no big super weapon or anything no like I don't know. I just want like some big ass sword. Well, I mean, I guess something. theoretically, you could have gone back and looted that way back right after he died. Yeah, theoretically, I get, and I guess that's why it's like not super powerful or whatever. But mm-hmm. I wish, I wish it were. But anyway, so I did that, and then went back to the mortuary where I just told them I wanted to talk to Dianara, the ghost. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they, they were cool like, with that. Yeah, I was like, hey, I want to talk to a ghost in there. And they're like, all right, cool. Yeah, we know we got a ghost. Yeah, it sounds like uh, they would just accept any reason then. Why are they guards? I mean, I guess another way would just be to kill yourself, to die. <laughs> and they would, you would appear in there, right? Yeah. Hmm. So maybe not not worth putting up a bunch of, uh, of gates, mm-hmm. if that's the case. But anyway, so you go in there. And yeah, so you, if you wander around, you'll eventually find... Um, the portal, and we're told that the way you find the portal is you keep a memory of regret fresh in your mind, and you'll need like a few other things, like a piece of your skin and some blood or what have you. And when you get to the portal, uh, you, you, like there's a little 
there's a little alert in the game that tells you that that's what's happening. And it says, what do you regret? And I say, man, I'm, I really regret um, all the bad things I did. And then, like, the game asks you to, and it has to be the game that's like, ask, there's not an entity you're, you're talking to here. It's mm-hmm. the game then prompts you, well, what, what specifically do you regret? What's so bad? What yeah. you do? And I said, boy, I, I sure do feel bad about all the people that, like, uh, die whenever I die. <laughs> like, because w- what we found out uh, last episode is that every time the nameless one dies, the reason why you're immortal is instead of death claiming you, shadows roll on some stranger and slay the stranger. So every time we've died, which could be thousands, millions of times, some other soul has died in our place. And it like creates a shadow out of that too. Which Yeah. <laughs> it's a real multiplying effect. It really is. And and that has like gameplay effects in just a second. But Yeah. Yeah. Did you before you did this, did you talk to Dianara? Yes. Did you get anything cuz since you did like the lawyer's quest and you kind of figured out her whole deal, did you get anything interesting from her? Um, not here, but you can talk later and get okay. stuff later. Um, and there's actually, there's two more parts where you're able to talk to her. Um, yeah, I just didn't know. Cause I tried to talk to her here even cause I know a little bit more. Like, I don't know as much as your character does, but mm-hmm. like, you know, I've picked up stuff about her. Certainly I, I, you could put two and two together and figure out that like, well, you could, cause you know, I've got her, um, legacy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, no, it like pretended like I didn't know any of that at this Interesting. point. Interesting. So, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, so when you step through, we get this rad cinematic. Do you do anything else before stepping through? Uh, uh, yeah, did you talk with your party? Yes, because before you step through, you got to like chat with everybody. Yeah, and, and oh, I, this is this is the really interesting thing. So, well, let me tell you. Oh, let me tell you my regret. Oh yeah. <laughs> so my, so I do. You know, same thing. And you get a big list of things you could be regretful for. And I said that I was regretful for Valor's death, hmm. which, if you remember, Valor tried to kill me. Did you <laughs> like, slay Valor? Yeah, I just left him, him there. Well, I, well, <laughs> yeah. I had to kill him because he he found out I was the one doing like all the injustice that he was so pissed off about. Oh yeah, but but yeah. So anyway, it, I just thought it was very funny that that I could be like, I'm so sad I had to kill that guy. Straight up, well, he was pissed off at me for millennia, I guess. But then I had to kill him. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so so yeah, I chatted with at least Mort, but yeah, and so. You can talk to everybody to be like, hey, is everybody cool with going? And so Fall mm-hmm. from Grace is like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's do it. Anna's like, totally. Uh, Dakon's like, hey, I'm with you, buddy. And uh, Ignis is, I guess, yeah, let's let's burn it up. And <laughs> Mort is like, oh, boy, I know where we're going. I'm like, what do you mean you know where we're about to go? What, what, have you been there before? He's like, yeah, I kind of was there with you. And you're like, what the hell, Mort? Are you saying you knew the whole time that this was 15 feet away? And, and like, I didn't get a really satisfactory answer about that. He's like, look, I didn't know, like, the specifics, but I have, like, been there with you before, and it did not end up well. So do you want to elaborate on that? 
Yeah, no, I, so I asked him, like, every question tree here, and mm-hmm. he definitely knows where you're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows every single part of this. You've done all of this stuff before, which is just... On one hand, it's great, like, storytelling, to be like, oh, shit, like, I keep... Even this, hero, you know, not heroic, I guess, but, like, superhuman, mystical, planar journey that I have gone on, even that is just the echo of a previous life. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, there's part of me, like, in my heart that's like, oh, this is really good. But also, why the hell would Mort not tell you about any of this? And and so, yeah, he, he says that, like, he went in with you, and f- five people went in the last time that he went with you. And the last time he went with you was the time, or with the version of you that pulled him out of the Pillar of Skulls. So this is, like, when Mort is a brand new party member basically mm-hmm. so this is like iterations and iterations and iterations back or at least several iterations um, but it's more he, prime like if we were to count our yes. iterations it is more yes. prime well mort is always mort prime right well but th- there there is no to our knowledge there's no iteration where we went on hmm this like, is but so mort prime is the first outing of mort Post Mort being pulled from the pillar. Yes. Well, so the the reason I'm asking that I say it like that is like there's some weird timeliney hijinks that I think don't make any sense in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says that five people went in with you that time. It was him, Dianara. So this is like the time when Dianara dies. Mm-hmm. It is an archer that no one knew. Did you ever meet an archer? that this could be no i don't know who that's referring to okay yeah i, I assume it's got to be some sort of npc or party member but I, I also never encountered them uh then the nameless one of course and then dakan so dakan has already been here he's already done this whole fucking thing <laughs> this whole yes. this whole thing and never said anything he's like the strong he am- silent type he really is and so it, between Dakan and Mort, you find out that, like, basically, the last time you went in, you went in, everyone got separated immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're all teleported to different parts of the Fortress of Regrets. And uh, basically, like, they were all just being murdered, like, straight up killed. And then something, some force sucked them out of the Fortress of Regrets. And then later, presumably sometime later, that's within, like, Dakan's living lifetime, uh, sometime later, another iteration of you came forth, whether it's this iteration that we're playing as or one before, and kind of looped them back into the the story. But within Dakan's living lifetime, there, a different version of you had made it as far as the Fortress of Regrets. And we find out a little bit later that that's the first time you have made it to the Fortress of Regrets. So as far as I can tell, you've only made it here, like, truly into the Fortress two times. That time, and then this time. Yeah, well, I've got questions about that. I, I also have, like, I'm and just we'll trying get to do that my best to consolidate the... Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so... But that's that's like the huge info dump before you before you yeah. go in here. Um, so you roll in, right? Anything before we roll in? I think that's about it, right? I think that I think that's it. I'm looking at the notes here just to make sure. Yeah. But nope. 
you roll in and you're at the you're kind of like in this zone right outside the fortress and we're greeted with this really cool cinematic and this fortress is in the plane of negative energy like the negative material plane yeah they which i don't think exists anymore right in like yeah, D&D I, cosmology? Yeah, so pre-5th edition, or maybe even... There, the negative energy plane may have been around in the 4th edition, but there were basically... The negative energy plane would have been what things like evil clerics tapped into, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when you heal someone as a good cleric, you're tapping into the positive energy plane. And when you, like, cast a spell like do harm, that's negative energy, Mm -hmm. Um, which coincidentally heals the undead, the metaphysics of like, of like what they're, what these things are for or not are pretty rad. But remember, we have talked about the negative energy plane with someone in the smoldering corpse bar who gave Mm -hmm. you that, who gave me the, uh, the little, uh, the little token, token, the negative energy token. Who's like, yeah, I was fucking down there for a while, man. It's rough. Right. Um, it's bad. You don't want to be down there. Yeah, that's rough. Using obsidian do token. It. Yeah, I also had that. Does that do something? Yes, it supposedly protects you slightly from shadows, and you can, if you put it in your like hot bar of items, you can use it every so many seconds. And when you use it on a shadow, it will like stun them for two seconds. What? Yeah. That would have made my well. I mean, it wouldn't not really. No, easier. I knew about it pretty early on, and uh, it's it, it it's recharge is so slow, and it doesn't really give you like an idea of when it is up that it's not actually useful. Yeah, I'm going to say this another time in this episode, but the combat for this game is garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like conceptually in implementation, every part of it just doesn't work. I'd say the I, best part is uh, the Final Fantasy spell casting. Like you, the, oh, the extended animations, which we'll I'm get jumping to. ahead. I'm jumping ahead. You are, uh, but but in a way that doesn't really pay off or matter in any way. Mm-hmm. Did you actually read the credits for this game? Um, no, I was too busy listening to the power metal. <laughs> there, there is good power metal in the acknowledgments for this game. Someone, one of the developers, in their like little line of acknowledgment, says, "I." You know, it's like special thanks to, you know, and, and so it's like everyone's mom and dad and all this kind of stuff. One person says Final Fantasy 7 and 8 for inspiration. Awesome. Right. And I just, I was like, oh, it's these, it's these spells. It's <laughs> like these lightning bolts from space. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so we get a very cool, it's, it's, you know, it looks cool, but it's just a big old fortress. Yeah, no so more, it's no like less. the first the first part of the cinematic is like, ooh, negative energy plane. There's this big, it's it's dark, and there's this big floating rock. And then the next scene is like, I guess this is just like a little fortress embedded on a big old rock of the negative energy plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's um, like a pocket plane of the negative energy plane, too, or like a subplane. Yeah. Um, because we get a little info about that. But we like end up on like, not a parapet. That's not like like some castle walls. I guess is sure. where we land. Um, and there's someone out here. Yeah. The only basically you go right or you go left. You go to the entrance. And uh, when you go to left, the, the, there's an int- there's a cinematic that plays of like this rad door unlocking and opening mm-hmm. for you. And if you go right, you find Dayanara. She's hanging out. She's floating around and. 
I have an interesting little little talk with her. Um, yeah, based- well, mm-hmm. well, just interestingly, like, I was very confused. So you're going to figure out, or we're going to explain later why this happens. But I was very confused about why she was here to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and this conversation that you have does not explain that. No, all. she's basically like, what the hell are you doing here? You need to get out of here. This is dangerous. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, well, you know, it's okay. And she's like, you know, you're going to, it's going to be rough for you. And I'm going to say, no, I remember I'm immortal. And she's like, yeah, that doesn't matter here because the reason why you're immortal is because like every time you die, a being on the plane you're on dies in your place but there aren't other beings here to die in your place and then i and then i say oh man well there are (laughs) my buddies are here and she's like yeah every time you die one of your buddies are gonna get killed yeah yeah i love that so so yeah that's the kind of explanation that like this is some sort of sealed pocket planey kind of thing uh, in the negative material plane, because I guess theoretically in the negative material plane, there could be other living beings, even if they're just like wizards flying around or whatever. Or the guy from the Smoldering Corpse Bar. Yeah, right? Like, he would be consumed, presumably. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's just like my... And you, you have the benefit of having five party members? Yeah. I've only got three. Mm. <laughs> I've only got three buddies. <laughs> Um, so I tried very hard from this point onward not to die. Yeah. And I died a lot. Oh boy. I in fact died the maximum amount of times. We'll, we'll see how that pays off later. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I tell Dianara also, hey, I found your legacy. And she's like, oh, well, you know, good. Keep that ring. Um, as long as you got the ring, you got a part of me. I'll, I'll be with you. Good luck, buddy. And that's basically this conversation. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that ring. Oh, you didn't have the ring. Yeah, it's a rad ring. It gives you, like, plus two attack, plus AC, that kind of stuff. Yep, I don't have any of this stuff. <laughs> I have, like, none of the items that are important for, so right for the now, end of the game. When you, and and we, we didn't really explicitly say this. We said it somewhat. But you, you roll into here. It's just the nameless one. So tell me, Kunzelman, what does mm-hmm. your nameless one look like? Like, what is that character? Because we've talked a lot about parties. What is that character? I have made the worst choices humanly possible. Okay. In this game. In well, this game. I, I, I'm about to disagree with you, and I'm about to give you a long story about how that is, but by all means, go for it. I am a fighter. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just straight-up fighter. I have 12 strength. Mm-hmm. So already, I can't hit anything (laughs) in the late part of the game. And so all of my complaints about the combat of this game, I think, stand. I think they are real. They should all be couched in. (laughs) I have built as suboptimally, perhaps, as as you can. Like, playing the game without trying to build suboptimally. So that, that. Um... I'm wielding Farid's crutch. <laughs> it's only a plus one weapon. <laughs> it only does like 10 damage at the top end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I have no spell casting ability. I didn't get any of the... I know there are additional like uh, nameless one powers, but I don't have any of them. Mm. <laughs> I have the ability to raise dead, and that's it. <laughs> Not very helpful here. Even better, here's here's the piece de, de resistance at the top. 
I didn't even rest before I walked through the portal. Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Okay. Here's an even better one. If you remember a couple episodes ago, I gave up my hit points in trade for information. <laughs> so I only have 30 hit points. <laughs> So that's where I am in the game. That's mm. that's that's. I hope that's a picture of the most bumbling, nameless one in human <laughs> in human history to get this far. And mind you, please remember, I have not used console commands. Mm. I've made it. I've legitimately made it this far. Okay. Yeah. So similarly, I remember we had a conversation when we were creating our characters because we didn't want to. We didn't want to, like, do the same thing. I don't mm-hmm. think that that really worked out. It didn't. <laughs> it did not well, I work think out. We had a, I believe we had a conversation about having that conversation, and then we began playing the game. Yeah. And I don't think we ever we ever solved it out before, and well, I just you, didn't want to replay the first two hours. Yeah, you asked me after the first session, hey, what's your nameless one like? And I was like, yeah, I'm just maxed wisdom. It's just like everything else is nothing. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I, I did the same thing. I will replay it. And then you never did. I didn't. I just started pumping strength after that point, And I got up to 12. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so I have max wisdom. I have near max charisma. And before I got in this plane, I had zero points in strength. I, too, am a fighter. I, too, have not picked up any additional abilities. I did pick up a really cool weapon, like, an episode or two ago that I equipped last episode. It's called, like, this. It's this plus three axe that, like, adds to your strength. Mm -hmm. It's called the Berserker Axe, and it's cursed, and you Uh can't remove it from yourself. Great. And it... And what it does is every time you see an enemy, your ability to move away is, like, taken away, and you just beeline for the enemy and attack it. And you cannot, like, move freely until (laughs) the enemy is dead. So it's a Balthazar axe. It's a Balthazar axe. It's an axe of Balthazar. Without a Balthazar character behind it. Uh Uh-huh. So... (laughs) Do you know it's cursed at this point? Yeah, when I equipped it last episode, but it was fine because it was actually an added benefit because it just made the AI better because the AI, (laughs) like in this game, does not attack things even if they're attacking you until you click on it. So I was like, oh, this works. It's I'm in a full party. Like, this is way better than what I was my enchanted battle axe plus one. Yeah, it is. So in that specific context, in that in this context, on game is unwinnable. Actually, <laughs> because okay, yeah. So yeah, so, so the lead us into the next screen, room. The next screen is just hogwash. <laughs> I, I like, think I recall this exist. The day that you uh, first fought Ornstein and Smo, mm-hmm. I recall you death maybe ten. Mm-hmm. I recall you uttering the phrase "the nadir of gaming." Yeah. And I, I do believe that I will, I will contest that after, like, I contested it then. I especially contest it now. This is, it's a room. (laughs) It's a room that has a clock in it. And it's a little clock. 
and the clock basically has like a big hand and you follow the big hand to go around the room to find these cannons mm-hmm. like war things i don't they're mortars kind of looking things and you touch them and when you touch them you got to touch all four and it unlocks the door that's it that's this whole room there's like some a little bit of like lore kind of stuff to it but for the most part that's it yeah and after every war machine there's a little cutscene. And you get yes. teleported, and then you got to make your way to the next war machine, and then you touch that, and you get teleported, and you do that, what, four or five times, then four times. The, the next door opens. Yeah, so just a basic walk around, find the stuff puzzle. Yeah. I do see now, as we are talking about it, why you were curious about how many nameless ones have made it here. Yes. That makes sense. Okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but, so... There's also shadows here, like shadows that you had to fight kind of after you killed um, Ravel, like those shadowy kind of things. Greater shadows. Greater shadows. And they show up, um, and they're here, and there are 40 of them. More than more enemies here than were at the prison. Yes, and... And they kill me in two hits. Yes, and they, unlike... Uh, yeah, they probably do, what, 11 to 15 damage per... Something like, like that. Eight bare minimum. Bare minimum yeah. with, like, good AC. They're hitting you for eight. Um, and unlike enemies previously in the game where, like, if you die, the enemy or two enemies that you've killed are stay dead, that is not the way it works here. Mm-hmm. Like, you kill an enemy and then, like, enemy number two kills you and you come mm-hmm. back after you die... All they, they're, you've made no progress. It's great. It's perfect. Yeah. No, it's terrible. So I die. Uh, I, because I brought three people with me from Sigil to here, I get three deaths. I blow through the first two within 15 seconds, probably before <laughs> hitting the first war armament. And then the rest, I just like starcraft micro my way around mm-hmm. the map like because the ai in this game will proceed toward you um if it sees you but it will proceed toward the location you are going to there's like some real screen cheating going on yeah. with the ai in this game and so i like use that to manipulate all kinds of stuff and i had to like save the game and save scum and all kinds of weird stuff that happened no, there was definitely uh, a period of time. Well, A, so I can't run away from any enemy. <laughs> like, once they see me, I see them. And once mm-hmm. I see them, I charge toward towards them. So I think, well, I am doing a lot of damage because I'm, like, hitting them for, like, 16 mm-hmm. a chop. That's so a I can kill them in, like, five hits. Um. So I can kill, like, two before I die. And at first I think, oh, well, maybe I can just, like, work my way through it, mm-hmm. right? And just, like, eventually get enough experience. And I was like, I'm not using console commands because people shouted at me on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I die five times, and it's like, well, reload. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I have to reload my master save before I go in the thing and get this curse removed. So that's like okay. the next 20 minutes of my life. Okay. Thinking thinking big. 
Yeah, gotta gotta get the curse removed. So now I'm back on the original battle axe, and then the rest of my game experiences, as you said, slowly microing. I did them out of order somehow. Like the one, basically, I did what you did, where I like slowly microed, and then the very last one, which is the one next to the portal you have to go through, was the one that I didn't do. Which creates this problem because you can kind of like dodge the the enemies a little bit, but you leave behind a trail of the enemies that you dodged, right? And they're going to remain yeah. there until you die. Which you yeah, don't they de-aggro do. pretty easily. Yeah, they de-aggro even almost within your visual range. Yeah. Um, so you know, I've I've been using various strategies to like lure them away from certain staircases, but when I do that, they're in other places, right? And the last time that I went up to the portal, I was clicking on that final war machine that then spat me out other places. Well, that means there were now 30 right on the staircase um, of the thing. And that's when I say, okay, I, if I had unlimited time, I could literally just, because I didn't have any healing items. And mm-hmm. I was like, if I had unlimited time, I could reload my save and buy like as many healing items as possible, or I could just stand here and let my health regenerate, which it does one every like 20 seconds, right? Yep. So then I enable console commands and just like use control R to give myself full health. And I'd be like, okay, it's as if this is happening. Um, mm-hmm. And then I enable console commands and like hit the axe button, like give axe. And it's this cool axe that's like the QA axe. And it just like <laughs> makes you do 50 damage. So I did that to like get through the last like 20 uh, shadows in between me and the portal. I didn't do that. I mm-hmm. did not enable console commands through mm-hmm. this room. It took <laughs> me probably 45 minutes of yeah. reloading the game. When you. So in between each of these little uh, little segments or little what do you call them um, when you do the the cannons or whatever yeah when you actuate the war machines yes um, you get a little cutscene yes and it is uh, a little cutscene so when you when I entered I had a cutscene with Ignis being confronted by uh, by the Beetleborg yes. Mm-hmm. And I also had that. Okay, this is very important. So in your game, Ignis is in your party, correct? Yes, yes. In my game, Ignis is in the inn. Yes. Still still dying there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, in your game, uh, you know, Ignis was put there by a, a wizard, like a kindly good wizard man, blah, blah, blah. He was entrapped in the, uh, in the, the inn and all that stuff. You know, because he's a gate to the elemental uh, plane of fire. Mm-hmm. In your game, you learned that you did that in a previous life, correct? Mm, maybe. I, I forget whether I was responsible for that particular horror. I, I believe you were. Mm-hmm. So, Ignis gets confronted here, and I also get this. And he's like, yeah, I'm ready to kick ass or something. I, I need, I need uh, something to kill somebody with. Yeah. So we get all these like little cutscenes every time that you're actuating something, mm-hmm. um, and all of my cutscenes are my party members dying brutally. Yeah, like usually a last stand situation. Dacon, like, hey, 
you can uh, you can you may best me in battle, but I can never be defeated. And then he like summons forty <laughs> shadows that then dogpile him on him. Yeah. Oh, but that line is very cool. It's good. It like Dakon's a, a real like if I replayed this game, if this game had a story mode that I could replay it on, mm-hmm. um, I would want to like pay more. I would want to spend more time dialoguing with Dakon. I think the next time I play like a, any kind of role playing game, I'm going to play just a Dakon character. Oh yeah, I've never really done that before. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll hold you to that. Well, good. Okay. Good. Do it. I dare you. Um, uh, and, and then I get one for Anna, uh, where she is like very loyal and, and she's like trying to fight the transcendent bad guy or whatever, the Beetleborg Mm -hmm. trying to fight him, uh, for me. I get all these things that, that happen. Um, but when I go through the portal, I get yet another additional cutscene. That shows Ignis like cannonballing down a hallway, laughing his ass off. Hmm. Did you see that? I don't think I got that one. Oh no, I did. He was he was just he was like real Ghost Rider. Yes, yes, yes. Very Ghost Rider. Um, and so you go through this portal, and then there's just a room with a fountain in the middle. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it, Ignis is there. Yeah, and when I went to try to touch the fountain, and it was like, can't touch it. Ignis is Ignis is here. Best you got. It looks like you got to take care of him. Basically, the 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 crystal gave off Ignis's heat. So the the implication was Ignis was protecting this crystal. Yeah, uh, if you want, like, we have brought an arbitrary person. Like for me, imagine this for my position. We have brought an arbitrary character that you have seen a single time. Mm. And, and, you know, like if, if we weren't playing, playing for the show, I don't even know if I would know that Ignis was recruitable. Yeah. So it's like, we brought this big chandelier (laughs) to, to fight you at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The pin ultimate boss. Yes. Yes. And like, this is a boss. So I have no one. I have, I want to say, six hit points mm-hmm. after like being hit multiple times trying to go in here. Because you think, man, if I can just make it through that portal, then maybe I'll just be at the end of the game. Maybe I'll be able to talk my way out of this somehow. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe I'll be able to, like, you know, adventure game my way through it or something. Mm-hmm. No. This is a combat encounter that there is no other method as far as I can tell to deal with it at this point where I am. Um, I am once again, wielding a plus one crutch in my hand. I'm not a specialist in that of any sort. I have <laughs> 12 strength. So literally I can't even hit him one time before he fire bolts me to death or whatever. He even has a named spell. that's like Ignis's fiery fury or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, like Mordecanian's magic sword. Yeah, he just annihilates me. Um, and this is the moment that I go and enable console commands. Because mm-hmm. there's no, uh, like, can you even leave this room? Yeah, you can. Uh, oh, actually, maybe not. Maybe you can't leave the room. And even if you did, you can't leave that other area. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I'm here. Um, yeah, you're you're there. Even if you did leave, there would be 40 shadows blocking your way out. Yeah. And so... It, it the my sunk cost in this game is such that 
I'm just not going to deal with it. So I go and enable console commands. I come back. I kill him in one hit. And uh, there's no, not even a payoff for that. Not even like some information about who the hell he was or why he was here or I why think, I'm doing this boss battle. Nothing. Yeah, I think I used console commands to give myself max health. And then I did the fight for real, which the fight for real was just me standing in front of him. And like for the first 30 seconds or minute hitting him with a shield and not hitting him and then his shield faded away and i think i think i was like able to kill him if i were at full health mm-hmm. well i i was not mm-hmm. so then i went into the thing yeah uh, once you touch very- the crystal you get zapped much in the same way that i got zapped like the uh gosh like back at the uh, the the cleric's ward when i clicked that thing in the sensate room that you didn't click on yeah a similar zapping as Mm -hmm. it were um and you wake up on a slab you know as the Mm -hmm. nameless one does and you do the 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 classic animation of you getting on the slab which was like 50 percent of the animation budget in this game (laughs) they took a lot of time they did really um i'm I'm convinced they did it in claymation and like somehow rendered it digitally after that it's I, some of the animation in this game looks very good. There's some is, like yeah. there's some nice touches across this game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's three versions of you here. This is like I don't know some sort of weird in your brain spot scenario. Mm. I don't know. I don't actually, but because you end up talking to Dianara at the end of this, so maybe it isn't. Yeah. So here's the thing. You are in this little crystal. You're in some kind of trap, and there is a pragmatic you, a good you, and an evil you. And that is how, or no, a pragmatic, a good, and a paranoid. Yeah. You have it. It's interesting. You have the paranoid listed as evil. Yeah, um, I forgot what it was. Because in my mind, it was like basically neutral, good, and evil. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because really, because it, it's really true, absolute neutral, good, like neutral, good. And then chaotic evil, if we want mm-hmm. to like actually think through their alignments. But yeah. Um, and they, they have an argument when you roll in, and the practical self uh, starts talking to you and is like, hey, I know a way out of here, but we can only leave as one. We all have to be subsumed into the same thing, so you need to submit to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you can ask practical you questions, and you can ask me like, wait, were you the one that sacrificed or like killed, had DNR killed? And this is, so this is the question. Are these aspects of your personality or are these previous iterations of yourself? Oh, these are previous iterations. So there you go. Which means you got here three times before. I don't know if it means that because so, so this is the confusion to me. So the pra- the pragmatic self has been here before. This is a this is a you who has gotten here before because mm-hmm. this is the one who came in with Mort and with Dianara and Dakan the first time. Yes, like we know, th- and and the pragmatic self specifically says, "I was the first of us to get here." Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically everything that we have read in the game, because you can ask all of these questions about like, was it you who did X, Y, Z? So the was practical self was the one that sacrificed Dianara in the fortress. Um, the practical self was also the one that uh, killed 
or like imprison Valor. Yep. Um, the paranoid self was the one that has laid all the traps like in that secret chamber and the one that killed the guy in the cleric ward and also was responsible for just like a bunch of other mayhem and like arson and whatnot. Well, he also wrote the dodecahedron journal too. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the good was responsible for much. So, so that's, that's my like weird, like internal external thing because the pragmatic one is like, I'm an agent. I'm a person. I've been out in the world. The evil one, or not evil, but the paranoid one, like that clearly is the case as well, right? Because we have all these physical things. But when you talk to your the good version of you, the good version of you talks about how like how he's been in your brain the whole time, and how he has uh, like when you felt like the when memories came back to you, in you know when you had sensory information that that is the good version of you, like helping summon things up. And he says that explicitly in the conversation. That, he like, he also has been says, inside of you. He, oh, yeah, he does say that. He also says there's, like, you can ask him, well, what was your life like? And he says, well, I was a cartographer, and I was out doing this, like, I was out mapping something, and then a shadow came, to, came and killed me, which makes me think, is it was he just a stranger that got subsumed into the entity of the nameless one after you died and a shadow took him? No, because do you know do you know who this is? The good one? Yeah. Yeah, who's that? I I looked this up. Um, okay. The good one is the original you. It's the, the original first you. Nameless one. Yeah. Yet if the you have or- a high enough wisdom. Mhm. Did you do any of this? If you have a high enough wisdom, keep going. If you have a high enough wisdom, you can find out your original name. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, so what it was is, like, I got down this, uh, I got down his uh, tree, and eventually it led to him being subsumed into me, and then he was gone. He was dead. So so this is, this is what I was talking about earlier with the Bronze Sphere. So I went back and got the Bronze Sphere, Mm -hmm. and in your conversation with the practical version of you, he says, oh, yeah, I'm the one who told Farad to go get the Bronze Sphere originally, and I never got it while I was alive. But if you had it, maybe we could learn something about the original version of us because that it's his, his sensory stone or whatever. Like, the Bronze Sphere is a recording of the memories of the original you. Hmm. And apparently, if you go down that tree and you learn that and you have a high enough wisdom and you look at the bronze sphere, and then you talk to the good self, you can put all of that information together. And what's your name? Well, you don't don't know. It doesn't tell the player, but the character knows, like, Mm. oh, this was my original name. So it's still mysterious to us. But, yeah, he is the good you, which which, I think that there's some, uh, I don't know, backdoor um, absolution of the nameless one here. Because like the, we know the original you is the one who did the the crime basically of separating your mortality from yourself, right? Yeah. That 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 is only a bad thing, and it's only hurt thousands of people, and it brings torment, pain to you like a lodestone. People say that over and over in this game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's the good you. I don't know if that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting because when I asked the, like, the good me had no memories other than 
being a cartographer. Like, he did not remember why we sought to become immortal and just said, oh, maybe you were afraid of dying. But, like, he didn't have those memories. So that doesn't make a connection for me. Well, no. So I think that the implication is that that he is lying to you. And with high enough wisdom and armed with the information from the Bronze Sphere, you can then goad him into telling you the truth. You see what I'm saying? Oh, weird. Okay, I'd have to look back. Too bad I didn't, because I have, like, full wisdom, but I just didn't get there on the tree. Yeah, I think you have to get, you have to go down certain paths on both the practical self and the good self. But someone in the comments let us know. This is only what I read after the fact, because I couldn't use the Bronze Sphere in any way. And so when I finished playing, I was like, what the hell was I supposed to do with that thing? Mm. So then I read all this additional information. Um, But yeah, so we are at a spot where we either have to fuse or defeat these people. Um. So, so the practical self wants you to be subsumed in him. Mm-hmm. And I say, yeah, I'm down for that. And I bluff. Mm. <laughs> I say, I'll, I bluff. And he's like, okay, just look into my eyes and like submit. And then I look into his eyes and I don't submit. And he's like, oh, shit. And then he like falls limp and I like absorb all of his practicality. Damn. Mm-hmm. I tried to do that, and the game was like, yeah, you're you're going to get absorbed. <laughs> it was like, you were not wise at all. <laughs> you're a fool. Um, and, and it like actually gives you a dialogue option to like back out of it if it doesn't work. And um, so then I asked him 400 questions. Um, did you, did you, how did you get him inside you? So I didn't. I, uh, with the good person, with the good version, I said, will you please fuse with me? Please, mm-hmm. pretty please. And he said, yeah, I'm good. I'll do that. And we fused. Um, with the evil version, I proved that I knew the same language as he did from the dodecahedron. And then I was like, hey, everyone else is against you, bro. Oh, is that with your intelligence? I don't know. I don't know how I did it. I just, it was because I knew the, the language from the dodecahedron, I guess. Mm. And so I was like, hey, I, everyone else is, is out to get you. I'm not out to get you, bro. You're just paranoid. You know, I know where you're coming from. And then I was like, just just let me absorb your brain power into mine. <laughs> and you let me do that. But then with the paranoid or the pragmatic self, I could not. There was no path I could take. And so I killed him with console commands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I fused with the good subsumed the practical and slew the evil. Mm. And when I slew the evil, I didn't use console commands to kill him. I used console commands to like heal myself. And I had to heal myself like fully, like a complete heal on demand, like 10 times as I chopped away at him. He's strong. He's very strong. Yeah. Uh, a cool thing I learned when I was like reading all the information about all these different, uh, the, the stuff you can do in this room if previously in the game you have chosen to strangle somebody, apparently there are multiple instances in which you can kill someone by strangling them in like a dialogue option. You can strangle him here because that's a thing that he did. Mm. Yeah. So you can call on your interior knowledge and memories that he has and use them to kill him. And use, use those to remember what it's like to strangle a person. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. But then Dianara shows up. Yes. Um, and. <laughs> yeah, so what'd you tell Dianara? So at the very beginning of the game, if you remember all the way back, first time we talked to Dianara, she said, will you please tell me, you know, like, one day I need you to figure out 
if you loved me or not and let me know you know what the hell was going on with that and when you talk to the practical self if you get far enough down his dialogue tree he reveals that he that Dianara he knew that she loved him so much that she would like not relinquish herself to death that she would become a ghost he knew that she was so emotionally committed that she would turn into a ghost rather than die and go to you know I don't know heaven the celestial zone and so he his plan when they came to the fortress of regrets originally was to come here kill Dianara or let her die and then leave in order to use her as a spy here because she would be able to kind of live across the negative energy plane and the prime material plane yeah. which is just that's not practical that's evil <laughs> that's like that's that's evil that's like Raceland Majir stuff mm. and uh so I found all that out from the practical self and I was like, or the pragmatic self, whatever. And I was like, listen, Dianara, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I don't love you. And I think that my former self, you know, I'm not him, but I'm pretty sure he was manipulating you. Like I did not mm. sugarcoat anything. And she was like, well, I guess I'll just die forever now. And she disappeared. How'd you get out of the room? She teleported me out. Oh, before so she, she did teleport she you out before she like died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told her that, hey, the reason why you're here is because my past self used you and didn't love you. But uh, after knowing, um, after like, so I didn't know you before. Like, I only just remembered you. But, you know, I love you now, given your devotion that, that you've shown. And like, I think I've come to love you. And she's like, oh, well, thanks. <laughs> well, solved out in, e- either way. Yeah. Um, so she teleported me to the top of the fortress. And all our all our friends are dead. <laughs> Push me to the edge. <laughs> they're they're all there, and they're in a pile, like a big pile. And I had like a like a kind of real emotional reaction, mm. you know, due to like them being dead, of course. And uh, you know, knowing those little cut scenes where they kind of died heroically. Uh, you know, defending themselves and kind of defending the nameless one. And I even had, and the weird thing was like, I kind of had the emotional moment where, when I, as soon as I saw them dead on the ground, I was like, Oh, I'll fix this. I go to the resurrect button and they're not on the bottom, the hot mm, bar. They're not so in I your party. Like, and I was like, Oh, Oh, they're really dead. They're really dead. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of worked. Like I, you know, I, I think this, we've talked about this several times, but when this uh, when this game's clicking on all cylinders, it clicks. I think, and um, coming out of the Dianara like revelation stuff, I, I thought this was pretty powerful. This makes uh, one cutscene that I don't think you saw at the end of the game so much better. So I'll save it till then. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, we we can so like for me, the end of the game actually wasn't all that long after this. Like the transcendent one shows up, and he is basically like, "Hey, all your bros died." I killed him. And I was like, why did you do that? You didn't have to do any of that. And he's like, well, they made a choice. You know, it was like us during Beyond Two Souls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, they made a choice. They made a choice to to follow you here. And they did that. Now they're dead. So R.I.P. And then he starts just like Bond villain telling me like all the things he's all about and all he does. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's especially funny when he's like, oh, I can't believe you bested Ignis, the wizard who wanted revenge on you. And my character, once again, doesn't know anything about Ignis. <laughs> and literally, there's a dialogue option where I'm like, for what? Like, what did he want? <laughs> and the transcendent one's like, you don't know? Don't worry about it then. <laughs> and just keeps going on. So the game doesn't even attempt to, like... Yeah, so my first dialogue option, um, Mm -hmm. when I begin to talk to the transcendent one, is I basically say, you're you're my mortality, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, that's right, I am your mortality. And then, like, it's all revealed. Which, it also makes sense, because when when Dianara asked me, where do you want to go, I told Dianara, I'd take me to my mortality. Um, and this is where mm. she took me. Oh, okay. So basically, when our mortality was stripped away from us due to our desire to become immortal, our mortality wasn't just like a box on a shelf or like a phylactery. It became its own entity, which uh, retained all of our memories and became virtually deity-like. And its whole deal is basically protecting itself by ensuring that it is not reincorporated into us. And in order to do that, it basically continues to kill us to wipe our memory away and slowly continues to, like, kill people who are, who, like, know anything about our identity or or where we came from so that eventually, over a long enough time frame there will be no one left that we that can like serve as a signpost for us to find this place again and he can just live here in complete silence alone with a bunch of shadows yeah that doesn't really check out to me mhm like i don't know what his um like I, oh, I, not his motivation. I guess I get his motivation. I don't know what his end game is other than like existing forever. Yeah, he wants to exist. He's just protecting his neck. Is it because he's mortality and that's like his only thing? It's just like, existing? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that it's literally that. It's like, I prefer this than, than to just stop existing. Well, I, I guess I get it. Mm hmm. Um, okay. So what'd you do? Um, So first thing is I went through, like I talked and I was like, hey, well, can you at least bring my buddies back? And he was like, no, they, they attacked me. And I was like, well, why'd you kill them? And he's like, I gave them the choice. They, they chose not to go home and they were here in my home and I defended myself and it's my right to defend myself. I'm serious. And I say, Mm. well, (laughs) well, um, you're bad. That's you killed them like you're a murderer. Um, Can't you don't you have the power to bring him back? And he's like, of course, I have the power to bring him back, but I don't have the will to. And then I was like, oh, so you're not strong enough to bring him back. Is that it? And he's like, well, of course I am. I am that strong. I'm a strong. I'm a strong boy. And I say, well, if you're so strong, why is it you can't bring him back? And he's like, well, look, you're it's you're too dumb to do it. And I say, oh, so it sounds like uh, I, I had, I like knew about how to do this at one time. And I even say, you know, Dianara once told me that um, that because of my fading memory, I can only bring back people that died close to me, 
like in proximity, but it sounds like if you know something, I know it too, because we are linked in this way. And he's like, well, it would take you years to figure out how to do it. And then I realized that the power to resurrect people was inside me the whole time. Um, and you have an option to resurrect one of your party members. So I did that. And I, I resurrected the cleric fall from grace. <laughs> that's very funny so you you didn't try to resurrect Mort at all no oh no but I get this later okay you still got this bit I of still info. got that yeah so I get I, I did the same thing where I was like goading him in a fairy tale way and blah 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 all that stuff um, and I was like alright who do I want to get and I was like well like actual combat wise it'd be Dakon right mm-hmm. um Narrative-wise, probably Anna, because I know, or Anna, because I know the most about her, mm-hmm. you know, Farad, all that kind of stuff. And she she really did die quite heroically, like, defending me. And I thought, but who would the nameless one get? Like, mm-hmm. who is his sidekick? And I was like, it's Mort. From like, day I gotta, one. Yeah, I gotta resurrect Mort. So I go to do it, to, and I, like, get close to him. I'm about to touch him, and he he just gets up, and he's like, hey, look, uh, I've been here a lot. I've done a lot of this stuff. I'm just very good at playing dead. They did, <laughs> they did not kill me. <laughs> just, so, yes. So go ahead and resurrect someone else. So I resurrected Anna, and uh, then we fought the Transcendent One because I basically had no other option other than to fight him. Mm-hmm. Did you fight him? I did at first and boy howdy with me and Anna and me like repeatedly healing myself with console commands. It's, it takes a very long time. (laughs) It's hard. It's a hard fight. I just, I just, of course, console commanded and killed him immediately, but, Mm -hmm. um, well, so you say you did that the first time. Um, and when you do that, you know, I'll just give my ending of the game and I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm going to refrain from like big analysis because we're going to have an episode kind of talking in, in general about this game. Um, but, uh, but what happens is I, I get a cutscene of the transcendent one, like exploding. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nameless one wakes up in, uh, the, the gray wastes. So before you wake up in the gray waste, you, you like get sucked into the ground. Like, fire erupts yes. in the ground and you get sucked Correct. down. Correct. Uh, sucked into the ground, wake up in the gray wastes. There are a bunch of, like, Abishai down there. I can see all kinds of demons and devils fighting. And I, like, pick up a, an axe and get ready to go fight in the blood war. For eternity. For eternity, yeah. The end. Yeah. <laughs> power, power metal plays, yeah. Yes, yeah, some extreme power metal begins playing but you did some other stuff so i did that first and then i say you know what i have a lot of intelligence and wisdom maybe i don't resurrect fall from grace so i go back and i don't resurrect fall from grace and i just talk to the being and this is basically how it goes eventually i can say hey don't you realize that like the fact that we're separated is really fucking up the multiverse and transcendent one's like i don't care that's not my problem and 
And I like you can talk, you can ask him all these other questions. And every time you ask him a question, uh, there's always this option of like, well, I guess we'll fight. And then there's an option to be like, I want to ask you more questions. And after you ask every question, you can ask him one final question. Do you know what that question is? What can change the nature of a man? Exactly. Mm, and you can ask him what, what can change a, the nature of a man. And the transcendent one says that question's meaningless. And I say, oh, I don't know. And uh, and the transcendent one says, well, look, if you're any indication, nothing can. And I say, I don't know. And you give this long inspirational speech about how you've seen belief move a city. You've seen belief like keep somebody a ghost for for centuries. You've seen belief do do this and have somebody follow a stranger, um, et cetera, et cetera. And that, you know, people truly can change. And. The transcendent one says, well, look, then all of that's irrelevant because you're going to you're going to forget everything. And you say, well, look, you admitted it earlier. We are still linked. And if I truly die, you truly die. And the transcendent one says, well, can't you get it through your head? You can't die like that's not possible. And I says, are you sure about that? And the transcendent one says, no. You you really can't, and you're like, I don't know. I think if I just thought hard enough, I could make it happen. And there are multiple dialogue options. You can be like, focus, and you can click focus. And he's like, I don't, you know, if you do this, it's going to be real bad for both of us. And I said, well, there's only, the only way to like to avoid this is us being annihilated entirely is for us to be rejoined. And you basically cajole him into joining you again. And when you do that, there is a cinematic of like the Beetleborg opening up and then closing around you like Beetleborg armor. And then it dissipates and you can walk over and you now have all of the power of the transcendent one. You are like one thing and all of your dialogue text is now in all caps like the transcendent ones and you can resurrect every member of your party. And you go to resurrect Mort, and Mort's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm alive." I'm, and, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you like go to resurrect Mort to be like, "So Mort, you're feigning death, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's me." And you say the same thing. You're like, "Hey, um, do you want to go back to Sigil?" And everybody's always, always like, "Ah, oh, do we have to?" And I'm like, "Look, I'm, I am very like, I can feel the forces of the universe of, or the multiverse, like, you know, funneling in this direction. I have debts to pay." from the life that I have lived. Um, and they are very steep debts and I know where I'm going. So I'm going to, I'm going to res- So you resurrect everybody and Dakon's like, Hey, I owed you one. That's why I came here. Um, and you're like, yeah, I totally get it. Dakon will are, we're, we're even, um, Anna is like, hey, don't forget me. So is fall from grace, but fall from grace is like, Hey, we'll see each other on the lower plane someday. And then I get the same ending of getting zapped to the gray waste. That's a bad ending. Like the, the gray waste thing. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in the next episode. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna keep we'll it do some in ending analysis, but that was Planescape torment. That was, I saw an interesting, I will talk about this again in the next episode as well. I saw an interesting, um, timeline of, of all of these games that mm-hmm. situates this game the year before uh, Baldur's Gate, which is interesting to me. Interesting. Okay. That like says that canonically the Nameless One 
reconvenes himself one year before Baldur's Gate begins. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, let me look at my thing here in case there's anything else for it. Oh, big important thing. Uh, John, John, who is a voice in this game? Hmm. You know the the voice man that you think is famous. Oh, there's nobody famous in this game. Well, the angel that you think is famous. What angel? What are you talking about? The voice actor that plays the angel. That you called me a Philistine for not knowing their name. Can you not remember the name? Uh, it's John something. <laughs> yes. What about it? What is his name? Mm-hmm. What is his last name? Are you referring to Q? No, I'm referring to the actor. Are you referring to uh, the star of the, or the narrator of the My Little Pony documentary? Yeah, I'm referring to him. You're what referring to to Trius in uh, in in this very game. It's John yeah. Delancey. Okay, John Delancey. Well, you know what voice you didn't recognize, and I also didn't recognize. What name? Is much better and much more famous. Keith mm-hmm. David. Keith David. Keith damn David was Valor. voiced. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Keith yes. David Williams? I don't know. Is his last name Williams? No, it's Keith David. From like The Thing. And from yeah. They Live. Yeah, his full name is Keith David Williams. Oh, He's I didn't known know that. professionally as Keith he is David. Keith David. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Keith damn David. I didn't recognize him, though. I felt bad about him. That's wild. It is. Wild stuff. Does he do other voice acting? Is that like a common thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He he plays himself in Saints Row 4. He's just Keith David, the well, I'm vice just president at his, of the United uh, States. Fallout. The original Fallout. Huh. Yeah, Disney's, of- Disney's Hades Challenge. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Planescape okay. Torment, Lords of EverQuest, Mass Effect... He's Halo 5, basically every Halo. Yeah. He's just the Arbiter. Mm. The Arbiter. All right, well, that was our uh, voice actor minute here at the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to save our big impressions about the game and everything like that for the next episode. Um, I liked it. I As frustrating as it was, I enjoyed it. It's a real experience, and I'm, I'm really glad that I had it and... Uh, it's there. There are story beats in this game that is probably going to make it difficult for me to tolerate a lot of other things about other games because there's some just really good. There's some really good narrative content in this game. The game pays itself off appropriate in in a in a. It pays itself pays off its narrative beats. I guess I should say in a way that video games don't normally do. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of in a in like a cinematic or a, a literary way. Uh, and it doesn't feel like it shortcuts its narratives a lot of the time, which is a big thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, that's the end of episode 52 at Ranged Touch. Uh, you can find us both there. You can go, if you like the show and you want to support us, you can go to our Patreon in the description down below. If you want to come hang out and talk about this and anything else that the Range Touch uh, video game universe touches on, uh, you know, our kingdom is all that the light touches, you can go to our 
Discord server, which is also down in the link below. Check out our other videos. You might enjoy them. Uh, they're fun. What else? Anything else you want to? Anything you want to plug? Um. Uh, there's a uh, there's a old saying, and uh, and that saying says, "Stay tuned for next episode." Oh, uh, there's another old saying. What can change the nature of a man? We'll find out. We'll, we're we're going to talk about that in depth uh, next yeah, episode. Yeah, I think we should. All right. Well, if you have any uh, questions for us about the, the show or any, any comments or anything you want us to talk about in our big wrap-up episode about Planescape Torment, please let us know. Of course, we are playing Torment, Tides of Numenera next, which is going to be very exciting. Um, but that won't start for you know a month or so. So uh, you have plenty of time to get in front of it if you want to play it before we do. That's it for this episode. Goodbye. Ciao.